1: nobody loves to overextend themselves more than i do so you know
2: it is what it is hey at least your work isn't down 240 man hours in your department hey well well Well, welcome everybody to another
1: episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are talking about this little known thing that's happening this weekend. It's called the Super Bowl. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's two of the best teams in the NFL playing each other, going head to head, and what we hope. It's a good game, and 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 right off the bat, I, I I love the two teams involved. There's two very solid narratives that we could see, and of course, even as I am a Tom Brady fan, it is nice to see some fresh faces in the Super Bowl. We have two starting quarterbacks that have never played in the Super Bowl. Obviously, one is only you know in his uh, second year in the NFL. The other one has been around for a while and has not had a very successful run in the playoffs. But we've seen that Matt Stafford is what has been worth the price of admission for um, what they traded for him this past offseason. They did make a lot of other trades that kind of made them get to where they are right now. It should be an interesting game. But as always, I am joined by my partner here. Matt, how are you, buddy?
2: I'm doing good. And if you're like me, uh, your wife might point out that the Puppy Bowl is also on this weekend. I don't even know what that is, but is. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful we have four TVs. Yeah
1: um I'm also excited for the trailers uh the movie trailers that we'll get we'll get the first nope trailer which I'm super excited about because I love Jordan Peele and I love his work it would be interesting to
2: see some of the other commercials um we're gonna get the first Lord of the Rings series trailer and I know as a stan of the movie series you just you can't wait to see that ring I will about. make sure that, I will make sure
1: that's a bathroom break
2: situation um but, yeah, I
1: it's funny because, like, this summer I kind of want to revisit a lot of different franchises, but the one that I will never revisit is The Lord of the Rings because it is the most boring travesty of films I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, don't get me wrong. They remind me of The Power of the Dog. Very well made, but very boring in story. So it is what it is.
2: Did All you ever right. even finish it? You only watched one, right? No, I watched two of them. I've watched two Lord of the Rings. Uh. The two towers is the best. So if you didn't like that one, then I. Which one's that one? It's the second one where Uh, it ends with the giant battle of Helm's Deep. Hang on one second. Let me let's while we're while we're here
1: and these people are listening to the sports podcast, we do talk about movies as well. Here, hang, Laura. This is
2: tied into the Super Bowl. Two and a half
1: hours or two and a half. I gave the first and the second one two and a half stars.
2: So a half a star an hour. Yeah, if you would have watched the director's cut, which is four hours, I feel like you could I would put have, yourself up to four hours. I would stars. have sold myself.
1: <laughs> so here we go. For for the second one I gave. Better than the first, I think, just overall very long for no real good reason. I was bored more often than I wasn't. It confuses me the love for these films. So you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, my first the review of the first one was oh man, I did it. The good. You understand the costume production and set design because it's all wonderful. The acting is mediocre. It's borderline laughable. It was also cheesy and ridiculous. The story is a massive hot mess. That just feels over. Uh, feels all over the place. Absolutely no reason this film needed to be as long as it was. And there's apparently an extended cut for what? Get the fuck out of here. Overall, just not my cup of tea. Just from the mediocre acting, an average screenplay, and just a boring, dull moments. It wasn't good. Now, one of these ones did reveal one of
2: the coolest things I've ever seen in any films, and that was Second Breakfast, which is the greatest thing ever invented. So, you know, if you hadn't mentioned Second Breakfast, and we didn't know you were talking about Lord of the Rings, we could have thought that that was the Giants Ravens Super Bowl in two thousand that you were reviewing. Ex- it, exactly, and that's Except my fear. Their, their costumes weren't as good. The
1: my biggest fear of this Super Bowl game is, is breaking down this game in my head. We talked about it a little bit off air, and we talked about it last week a little bit. Is is the key of the game is Keeping Burrow upright, which has been the key of every game this year for the Bengals. But I think this is the most dominant pass rush that the Rams are going to have seen. I, the Titans have a good pass rush, and, but it, their pass rush is not as good as the Rams. And the Titans got nine sacks on Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Like, And I understand they looked good last week. They did. Um, I also feel like the Chiefs kind of played themselves out of that game more uh just as equally as the Bengals played probably one of the their best games on paper defensively and on that offensive line um but this is not a team that you're going to and they have some pretty good pieces in the secondary ramsey can be burnt it'll be interesting to see who he shadows it'll be interesting to see what he does but the big thing with that is is they have weapons other weapons you know what i mean the pieces of the puzzle i think the key of the game for me is going to be joe mixon I really the Rams can be run on. They can be like they can be ran on. Like it's been seen all season. They've had some games where they were dashed for yards, and and it's it's something that can happen. So it to be interesting to see if they can get the run game going early, because if they can, that obviously opens up the play action. And when you have a play action that works with three different receivers that can make plays, like it's a different ball game. It's not a play action, and you have Debo Samuel getting thrown the ball every place, and so then it's like. Oh, I know who the ball is going to, or you know, Debo senior or George Kittle. But there's a lot of variables there. But that that key, that front four, even the seven, the, even the front seven of the Rams, like that's going to be the key. Whether they blitz, whether they don't blitz, whether they, if they get to Burrow and get him shaken up early, I'm not sure. This game might be ugly. You know what I mean? I don't want an ugly game. I love Super Bowls that are close and tight, and 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 you know, just like the, the last few games between the Chiefs and the Broncos. Our Chiefs and the Broncos. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> The Chiefs and the Bills, and then the Chiefs and the um, the Chiefs and the Bengals, and then of course the Titans, Bengals. We had a lot of really good close games, and of course the game against the Rams and the Bucks ended up being a close game, regardless of what that first half looked like. So, what are some of the keys of the game for you?
2: Yeah, so for, for the Bengals, I think you're right. It's some kind of balance on offense, but also figuring out how to protect Burrow. And it seemed like the difference that they made when they went from the game versus Tennessee to the game uh, against Kansas city, it seemed like there were a lot more short, quick passes trying to get the ball out. um, That was that enabled them to effectively move the ball. That's why you didn't see chase early on exploding for hundreds of yards. Um, He was, I think in the first half, he caught two passes for eight yards. It's because they were trying to get the ball out quick and they really you know i think they only had one sack that they gave up in that game versus 9 the week before that is a big difference because those are not only in danger your quarterback they're drive killers but that is probably the big concern when you're going against the rams for the rams i think their biggest key is can they play a complete game um, we've talked about it a few times dating back to the really the back stretch of the regular season they play one awesome half and one half where you're not sure they're there and that has cost them in some places you know in the NFC championship they kind of whiffed on the first half which you know they were able to come back and win against the Buccaneers they were dominating that game and sort of Fell off a cliff. You know, you mentioned Ramsey can be burnt. My favorite moment or the most amusing moment in that game was when he told his other corner, no, you can't cover Mike Evans. I'm going to do it. And immediately gave up in like a 90-yard pass for a touchdown. They were destroying the Buccaneers line, harassing Brady all day, and then it just sort of went away. And that is what they can't really avoid. When you get in the playoffs, one of these times I've said it's going to bite them.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's, it's, and I say this: if the Bengals are, are able to get ahead, they really could manage the game the way they want to and dictate how the game kind of unplays. But the Bengals are not, they have not been a team that has really, I mean, if you look at all three playoff games, you know what I mean? They got ahead of of the Raiders they were ahead 20 to 20 to 13 and a half and then it kind of just kind of fizzled out a little bit here and there and they ended up obviously they ended up winning the game um they went up set or you know 10 late in the game but that's the only playoff game they really haven't been playing from behind right you know it was well they were ahead at the half of course against the the Titans but that game felt like they were behind the entire game and then of course you know yes the 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 Titans kind of played themselves back in at 16 16 and then Of course, they hit the walk-off victory. Again, it's crazy to look back at that game to see that they led most of that game, right? It's crazy. Like, I I forgot that, you know what I mean? Because you have a team that gets sacked nine times. And, of course, last week, you know, we saw a massive comeback, huge comeback, 21-10 at the half. They were down. And then, of course, they just come back and win that game, which it it was very impressive to watch them beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. And the Kansas City...
2: You know, watching the way Kansas City played should give the Rams a moment of pause because it was you know, I I think they got yeah, they they kind of fell apart in the second, or they kind of took their foot off the gas. I thought it really started with that possession to end the first half where they called an odd set of plays and then don't Mm -hmm. end up scoring. They're like, well, it doesn't matter. We're already up 21-3. to Well, it, it did matter. And they you know There are takeaways if you're a Bengals fan that you can look at how they won some of those playoff games and feel better about the Rams matchup. We saw Matthew Stafford. I believe he led the league in interceptions, um, which doesn't get talked about a lot because they were still very successful, but he had, uh, I think, eight interceptions the last four weeks of five weeks of the regular season. We have not seen that as much in the playoffs, but that was really Tannehill's undoing. He got some pressure and Now, I think Matthew Stafford is a slightly better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. I know you're a big Tannehill fan. Slightly. Slightly. But, you know, we've seen Stafford make a few mistakes. And those are the kind of things, if you're a Bengals fan, you know, if you can get the quick passing, if you can get Joe Mixon going, if you can get a couple of turnovers and – Get an uneven game, then you have a chance and it's close. And if it's close in the fourth quarter, we could see some real magic because either of these quarterbacks with the weapons they have could could lead a drive to win a game.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you said, down the stretch, Stafford really struggled and, and he did throw, he did throw those eight interceptions. And that's one of the good things that he's done in the playoffs so far. He's protected the football. Um, you know, he did have the one interception last week. Now there could there was a couple that should have been intercepted. That uh, were you know that were dropped that were um, same for Jimmy, yeah, oh, exactly. So same for both sides. But I think that's one of the things that I've really uh, appreciated of what he's done in the playoffs is he kind of knocked that narrative down a little bit. That you know, and he did. He did have 17 interceptions on the on the season. And if you think about it, eight of those came in like the last four weeks of the season, which you know that's rough. You know, it's rough down the stretch. You know, and I do think the key of the game, obviously, like you stated, was the Rams playing a full four quarters. If the Rams play a full four quarters, I don't see how this game's close. You know what I mean? But the Bengals, because they have they have the better team on paper, a hundred percent better team on paper. You know what I mean? I, I do think I do think that the slight edge for me personally, I do think that Burrow's the better quarterback. Personally, I do think that way, and I I think on paper when it comes to weapons. Um, I do favor the Rams. I just think their top two is a lot better than the, the, the top two over in Cincinnati. Um, it's close. It's close. But I, I think that Cooper Cup is playing out of this world. And I think that's another matchup that has been very, very important is, is trying, trying being the key word is slowing down uh, uh, Cup. But the matchup for me that's the most important in this game is Odell Beckham Jr. He has been the guy over the last few weeks. And yes, Cup is getting his, right? I'm not taking away from Cup, but what has happened over the last few weeks with Odell Beckham Jr., he's really kind of opened up in this offense, which has led to people having to focus a little bit more on him, which leaves Cup, Cup who you typically might be double teamed, might have a safety over the top. You can't do that because Odell is a really good receiver. And I know people forgot about it because of all of the, the mundane craziness behind him. And I think that he's proved over the last couple of weeks that maybe it was his environment that was was really down and not just odell and yeah odell has a history of of being what maybe some would say a problem child or whatever it is but it doesn't matter at the end of the day he's still a very good weapon and a very good receiver as we saw last week he's got back to back he's got 15 catches for a buck what is it buck 82 um, the last two weeks of, this, uh, of the uh, playoffs here, he's averaging over, over 12 yards a catch. Like You you have to focus. You can't just focus on Cooper Cup and shutting Cooper Cup down. You've got to look at OBJ. And I think OBJ, if you try to hone in on Cup, OBJ is going to burn them. And it showed last week on the last drive, you know, the week before against the Bucs, Cup caught those two passes, which was absurd of why he's wide Like there's no reason why Cup is wide open. And there was a couple times in the 49ers game. It's just, I think it's a testament to how good he obviously Cup is because when the coverage breaks down, you know it's hard to cover a guy for so long. But there was a lot of key first down plays that Odell made catches that he made in that game last week that really put them in a position to win that football game. So I really feel like the key for the rant or for key for the 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 Bengals is is I think Cup's gonna get his no matter what. Right? He's the type of receiver. He's like a Devontae Adams. I don't think he's as good as Devontae Adams, but like, you can – Cup can have 9 for 120 and a touchdown, and you can still win the football game, right? You can still win football games against the team if Cup gets his. OBJ, though, if OBJ out here getting 70 to 100 yards, I think they win this game. Like, you know, I just – I really feel like that's going to be a big key too because he's come into his own on this offense. I think it took some time for him to kind of get – In the in the rhythm of the offense, but now that he has, it's it's kind of shown because he's been really successful these last couple weeks.
2: I also think the Rams' run game is important. You know, the one playoff game that they dominated in this playoffs was the Cardinals, and that was a game where Cam Akers came out to play and looked really good. Um, He looked okay at times in Tampa Bay, but had some fumbling issues, and they couldn't really establish much of anything on the ground in the NFC championship game. Uh, It's likely Darrell Henderson is back. I'm curious what the mix is going to be. Sometimes having three guys means you have no guys, uh, you know, because nobody can get established. You know, it's tough. You you want somebody to establish themselves, but having, I think for both offenses, having some sort of balance, I feel like down the stretch of the regular season, their inability to get any run game going, put more pressure on Stafford and maybe led to some more of those dubious throws.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. And I think that people forget about that. I mean, Stafford's very good, but Stafford is isn't exactly the elite quarterback that I would say is, is capable of, putting the team on his back 100%, right? You know what I mean? Because he's going to we're going to at least see two or three Stafford-like throws in the game, right? And it, and it's and that's where the Bengals have to take advantage. You know what I mean? Like we saw that last week. The 49ers had the game wrapped up on that interception. Like it, it's over. It's over. They go to they're going to the Super Bowl. We're talking about a different game right now. But the dropped interception, it was it was it was insane, but you're right. Like even last oh, week, you ski know, Huh? Poor Jaquisky turret. I know I feel bad for the guy. But like that's the thing. And I think a key for on the office on the other side of the ball is I think I think Higgins is going to be a key, is making sure you keep an eye on. He had 17 yards of catch last week. But my biggest thing with is, is Jameer Chase. You have to keep him contained. Because as we've seen, even last week, he wasn't he wasn't overly dominant or productive. We saw a lot more out of Higgins. But Chase is Chase is a you give him the ball one time and get him in space, he's gone. Like And and they don't have the defense. They don't have the back end in, in Los Angeles. They don't have the back end to catch Chase. They don't. I'm, I, they just don't. And, and I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see what kind of what they do with him. They'll be interesting to see. that Because their safeties aren't strong in L.A. I mean, and if you look at Weddle, I mean, I feel like he, he – it's a nice story. You know what I mean? It's a nice story. Maybe we get him a ring type of scenario. But, I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see – and that, and that breaks it down to what do, what do you think what do you think happens in the game?
2: Yeah. You know, I just I the Rams are a team that kind of went all in on the Super Bowl, um, especially with it being in their home stadium. I like the moves that they've made. I think, you know, neither of these teams has a quarterback that has a lot of experience, but the Rams have Super Bowl experience both from some guys like Aaron Donald who were there when they went. And they actually have the Super Bowl 50 MVP on their team now uh, with Miller, and that experience means something. I I feel like, you know, Zach Taylor probably a better coach than we gave him credit for his first couple of years, but I think Sean McVay is the better coach. I think he's been thinking about that Super Bowl where they came up short against New England for three years, and he's ready to go. I'd yeah, I, on the Rams. What do you got for a final score? I mean, I do think it's going to be close. I, I just, you know, I, maybe it's my heart. It doesn't want to have a blowout. But I'm thinking like 30 to 21. That's a solid thing.
1: Yeah, for me, I just break it down to that offensive line versus that front four and and, and having Von Miller. Von Miller is, I think, is is a wild card in this game where I feel like he can just completely disrupt the entire game. And, and if he does – if Von Miller has the game that I think he's capable of having this weekend, I think that we're looking at a 10-plus point win for the Rams because it, it's just – if he's feasting, that means everybody else is feasting. If, and if you get Joe Burrow tiptoeing, and if you saw in that Titans game – he's kind of, uh, the, the small amount of pressure, he was already trying to move and he, could, he couldn't he could focus down the field. And when you can't focus down the field, obviously you're either looking for smaller routes or you're just trying to escape the pocket. You start, you know, and I know everybody made fun of, um, I forget it, the Jets quarter. He said he saw our Sam Darnold seeing yeah. go. I know it sounds stupid and it sounds dumb, but it's true though. When you're in that pocket and you start getting hit, If the smallest amount of your offense alignment could accidentally brush your elbow and you're already like you're, you're kind of facing that pressure. So for me personally, I I like the idea of the Rams. I like the Rams big here. I really do. I think they win by 10 plus points. I I got it more of like, uh, I'm going to go 30, 17. Um, I think that's kind of, you know, I know we're kind of close there in the ballpark of of scores, Um, you know, 27, 17, even, uh, I do think that, um, I think that the Rams play four quarters of football and I think they get ahead early and they kind of, and, and kind of control the game in the second half more so. And they, and then this is one of the first, it will be the first game since that Cardinals game where we see four complete games, a uh, four, four complete quarters from the Rams. So I, I like them a lot. And that's speaking of which now I'm going to run down the bets I like, um, Speaking of which, real quick, before we we dive into those real quick, Sunday morning, Super Bowl Sunday, I'll be doing a show with my buddy Chris Clarkson and a friend of ours over from the Sobro Network, Stoney. The three of us are going to do a show, Super Bowl Sunday morning, where we're just going to tackle prop bets, be a short show, all the bets we like, a lot of these lines have fluctuated so much, it's been crazy, like a lot of the money's coming in. It'll be a quick, easy show for you, and we're going to go over a lot of bets. I'm going to go over some crazy bets that I like on Sunday morning. But I think I've got twelve plays for you guys, so sit tight. Let's let's enjoy this and let's. And if you're watching on YouTube, enjoy Matthew Fox's reaction to some of these. Probably. Um, all right. So a few of them that I like. I like OBJ over one uh, over 0.5 touchdowns. Obviously, has to score is one touchdown at any point in the game. That's plus one twenty right now. OBJ. over 63 and a half yards, minus 110 right now. Bengals second half, I've got them plus two and a half. So basically, I think the Bengals will win the second half because I think they're playing from behind. So they score more points in the than the Rams do in the second half. I like that plus two and a half at minus one ten. The Bengals over um, 0.5 for, for, fourth down conversions. Um, all they have to do is go convert one fourth down conversion. They've been known to go for it. And I think again. If you're playing from behind, I'm betting on how I feel the game plays out. And if you're playing, if I'm betting it that I believe that the Bengals are playing from behind, they're going to have to go for it on fourth down. The Rams over 0.5 touchdowns in the first quarter. Uh, I like for them to score in the first quarter. Um, That's at minus 105. Burrow over uh, over 0.5 interceptions. All I have to do is throw one. Um, These two, I like. Just I'm going to throw a little sprinkle on. I'm not betting the farm on them. Burrow at exactly two touchdown passes. Um, I like that number. I do think that the, he'll he'll get that number. And then I like Stafford at exactly two touchdowns as well. Um, that's at plus 175. I like uh, Stafford over a passer rating of 98.5. That's plus 100. Joe Burrow's second quarter touchdown pass. I like that one, plus 115. Stafford, first quarter touchdown pass. That correlates with my, I think they get the over the first touchdown in the first quarter. And then, of course, yards of Matt Stafford's first touchdown pass over 10 and a half yards, minus 110. Whew. Was a lot.
2: I think all those are seem reasonable. I was waiting for some wild ones.
1: Um, I let me see here. Oh, so I have a bet. I do the wild I have a few. All right, hold on. I have a few wild ones. Let me pull up my betting card. I've already bet way too much money on this Super Bowl. Uh, hopefully my wife's not listening. Um, let's see here. Um Oh, by the way, I cashed out a bet. I bet uh, midseason that uh, Aaron Rodgers would win the MVP. That was a nice little cash out
2: this week. I'm still disappointed. I think it should have been Brady.
1: I do too. Um, let's see here. I have – hold on, hold on. Let me find my Super Bowl bets here. All right, so um, I do have a Rams touchdown. anytime. I do have a Rams defensive touchdown. Sorry, Rams defensive touchdown. Mm. That one's just I threw a little bit on. Um, I do have a bet the uh, any that any of the kicks hit the uprights. Um that one's at plus four fifty. It's so gonna hard. have to be the Rams kicker
2: because that Bengals kicker seems like he's incredible.
1: He's he's yeah, he's really really Evan good. McPherson. Um, let's see here. I have let's see. I'm going hold on. I have the Rams to win the first half by seven to nine points. I think they're up by a touchdown at the half. I like that one a lot um i like the t higgins scored t- scoring a touchdown in the first half sprinkled a little bit it's at plus 1200 and then i have a cooper cuff touchdown which is at plus 450 in the first half um i've got an odell beckham jr again you sprinkle a lot of these you just kind of hope that one of them hit because if you sprinkle a little bit you're gonna the big payoff i got this one on january 31st i put the odell beckham first half touchdown um and at plus 1000 oh that's
2: pretty um, good.
1: Yeah, I like that odds. I'm honestly going to pick him to be my first touchdown bet, too. I think that he's going to score the first touchdown of the game.
2: So if you were betting, who would you pick for MVP?
1: See, I'm I'm struggling. Stafford seems like the lock, right? I think Stafford seems like a lock, but the two names that stick out to me are Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, I I. Odell, I, I think whoever I—I th- I don't know—I think Cooper Cup's going to win MVP. I really do. Like I really feel like that's the guy that's going to win. A wild card is Von Miller.
2: I, I almost think a wild card is Aaron Donald. Mm. Or Donald. I, I think Donald just
1: disrupts it a little bit that he doesn't. Yeah. I think that he helps the others around him. Kind of.
2: I think if I was going to bet on one of them, I, have, I just have a feeling it's going to be Cup. It feels like it's been his year. He just got offensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, I I yeah, again, I can't I can't disagree with that one. I really do like that
2: one as well. The cup uh, of sense is on.
1: The what? The cup of sense. <laughs> Actually, I just saw a bet that I liked that I'm about to bet while we're on the air. It's right here. Rams to win. Oh uh Matt Stafford. Oh well, never mind. I don't like it anymore. Matt Stafford over 290 <laughs> yards. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he throws for 290. It's Matt Stafford throw for 290 and Odell back into score a touchdown. If that number is around 225, I I would be a little bit more confident in that, but I'm not. So, all right. So with that being said, um, is that everything? Did we go over everything? I think we went over. I it. Think so yeah. perfect. Which means you know, guys, everybody at home knows that this is time for the movie corner that Matthew and I like to talk about every week. I'll tell you what. This is one, and I understand it's Valentine's Day weekend, and I understand that. But there is way, way too many movies coming out this weekend. Like, if you're the average um, moviegoer, or the not even the moviegoer at home, at home, if you're sitting at home this weekend, there's, yeah, like there's a million.
2: There's, a million there's one out.
1: on every streaming platform. There is, you have literally every you have Prime streaming. Video, you have Paramount Plus, you have Apple TV, you have Netflix. Like everybody has a movie oh, this uh, weekend. Plus, you HBO have Death on the Nile which is terrible, so don't go see that one. You have Blacklight, which I didn't even know was a movie until last week. Liam Neeson is back in action movies after I could have swore he swore off action movies. And then, of course, you have one that's in theaters that's also dropping. I, I If you're looking for a date night, if you're looking for a date night, you could have date night at the theaters. You can have date, date night at the house. If you're looking for the greatest movie that has ever been made, and that's Marry Me. It's dropping on Peacock. It's available on Peacock right now. And, um... I, I tweeted this out, and everybody's like, oh, you're just trying. No, I, I, it was a joke, people. It's a joke, okay? First off, I, and then I, re, I reiterated somebody asked me a question, and I said, well, well, well come on. Like, a, what? And I was like, well, it's the greatest movie that I ever watched on February 8, 2022. Is that better for you guys? Greatest movie. It was the only movie that I watched on February 8, 2022. So with that being said, I loved Marry Me. I loved it. I, I Look, I love a good rom-com. I do. I love a good rom com, and this this is a good. This is a great rom com. It really is. I, I I loved everything about it. I think there's one moment in particular that really turns this in from being a a just an okay run of the mill rom com, and it was the press conference. I think from the press conference, I thought the press conference was well written, and then Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. I wrote this in my review. On paper, it shouldn't work, right? It shouldn't. If you look at them. It shouldn't work, but I feel like if you look at their body of work of what they've done throughout their careers, it, that's why it works. They're both very good actors at what they're doing in this movie, right? Jennifer Lopez, Owen Wilson—it's a match made in heaven. I don't know. I love the, the supporting cast. It's a great movie. I don't know. I could literally talk about this movie. And Matthew Fox is sitting here. If you're listening to this as a podcast, Fox is just listening to me just glamour over this film like I'm a nut job. And you know what? It's okay. Marry Me is amazing. I loved it. I'm going to watch it 40 times. I'm going to go watch it as
2: soon as we're done podcasting. My wife said that she was going to watch it again today. We went last night uh, for date night. Um, oh, you, you went know, to the
0: movies and was... see it?
2: Oh, yeah. We went to How the did theater. it play? How did it play in the theaters? Well, there was only 10 of us in there. But uh, everybody seemed to have a good time. Uh, We, you know, we had a great time. It was the opening Thursday night screen. My wife and I both, uh, Thursday's our last day of the work week. She works 410s. I work Sunday to Thursday. So, you know, it was kind of like the equivalent of our Friday night date. We went straight off of work, had theater dinner delivered to our seats. We saw it on uh, IMAX XD. Um, and it was it was a really good time. My my wife's right there with you. I asked her how many stars she was going to give it. She said all of the stars. So See? I guess that means five stars. See. Uh, to speak to your, they don't seem like uh you know a couple that would go together. But I think that's still actually the whole point of the movie, and sure. they make it work. It was one of the better Owen Wilson performances we've had in a while. Um, there's also a scene that I don't know if like the his agent's probably not cutting this but they're you know when they first hook up jennifer lopez is with her assistant she's like he's cute and she furrows her brow he's all right <laughs> i'm like <laughs> that's owen, owen Wilson's agent's gonna cut that. <laughs> but there are the songs you know um the title track marry me i yeah, but the song in the third act that she writes um i i really liked that some of the other music um made me laugh like the opening church song which she's wearing a cross and little else um my wife just looks at me she's like i don't think they've ever been in a church <laughs> but there, there's just you know warm fun i gave it three and a half stars um which, which is very good, yeah, good for matthew yeah if you if you know me i've I've rated almost seven thousand movies now. I've only given five stars 36 36. So yeah. thirty six times, thirty six. So three and a half, half should have been marrying me. So it's okay. Three, you know, I dropped it into my top ten of the year so far. I, you know, I moved it up. Right now, it's sitting at number five. Uh, I've only got eight. two
1: movies in my top ten for this year. So well, I have four I'm from even Sun-
2: I have four from Sundance.
1: Yeah, I, well, I don't, I, well, see, I, I, my top ten hasn't started yet because I really feel like I, I haven't, I saw one movie at Sundance, I feel, or one movie I saw at Sundance that I really feel like it might end up in my top ten, maybe, and that's Fresh. Um, well, I only I, have eight so, things oh, in
2: there. I've just been dropping them in slowly.
1: Yeah, um, I see. Like I have saw, I think I've seen like almost 40, 22, 2022 releases. And that's what like um, the only two movies in my top movies of 2022 are on the count of three, which is not even officially out yet, which debuted at last year's Sundance, which it's going to come out in the spring. And it's one of the, like it's so fucking good. It's so are they fun. actually
2: going to release it anywhere. Yes.
1: If they don't, I'm going to go knock on their door. Um. All right. So speaking of which real quick, real quick rundown of everything that comes out. I forgot about the, the Kimmy movie that I actually
2: watched it. I heard it's good. I, um, so Steven Soderbergh, it's a tight hour and 29 minutes. It came Mm. out yesterday, so it's available to stream on HBO Max right now. Um, It's about a woman who is kind of working for an Alexa-like company where she's debugging Alexa. She's an agoraphobic person because of something that happened. She hears something that she wasn't supposed to, and it kind of takes off from there. I thought it was a little slow build at the beginning, but I really ended up, Uh, liking what it did. Um, I thought it was kind of a a kick in the pants. So Kravitz is uh, the lead there. I give it three and a half. I've heard a lot of good things about
1: it. I do plan on checking it out since it's easy watch on, on HBO max. Um, With that being said, so Kimmy on HBO max, for those of you at home, marry me. Like we talked about is on Peacock. I want you back is on prime video, which I've heard nothing but amazing things about this. I was supposed to see it Tuesday there was a disaster in in technology on at somebody's end. It's definitely not my end. I'm not going to blame myself, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, the in between drops on Paramount plus another cute movie. I think a lot of people are probably going to hate it. I enjoyed it for what it was. It's not perfect there. Okay. So obviously by the trailer, you know that her boyfriend dies in, in a car accident. It's one of the most traumatic car accident scenes I've ever seen in my life. And you don't really see it until towards the end of the movie. Slight long It's slightly long. Um, Tall Girl 2 drops on Netflix, for those of you who love Tall Girl. Jacob,
2: Jacob had some strong thoughts. About it.
1: um, it's the greatest movie ever made, according to Jacob, right no. over Music City Driving. I'm kidding.
2: Oh, oh. I I'm was going to say, what I saw was... Uh, no,
1: no, no, I'm kidding. i um, did not enjoy it. I, I didn't watch Tall Girl 1, so I don't plan on watching Tall Girl 2. Another good movie, The, the Sky is Everywhere. Um, it drops on Apple TV+. Plus, um, Based on a book, apparently. Um, didn't know that uh, until I read it or not until I read it and I didn't read the book. I read the synopsis and write the I screen. Like, God, Lee, I'm on, I'm going to roll today. Um, very good film. I thought it was a good expose on grief and, and experiencing grief and dealing with grief and dealing with somebody that has is dealing with a loss. Um, obviously it was a little bit more personal for me for the, the, the recent events in my own life, but very good film. Again, like that's just mentioning, marry me. I want you back again. I'm watching "Want you back today. Like that's one I want to watch today. I heard it's really good. Um, I do like Jason Orley, I think is who directed. He did big time adolescence. I know you didn't like that film. I love big time adolescence, um, but Charlie day's funny. I love Charlie day. I'm, i I, I like him a lot. And then, and then the in between on Paramount plus, I think it's a cute movie. The sky is everywhere. Very solid film. Um, Black light hits theaters. As we mentioned, um, Liam Neeson back in an action movie, which looks absolutely dreadful. I will not watch it. Death on the Nile. I saw, I don't even remember. I saw it last week. It's a steaming pile of garbage um um but yeah so i don't don't know um there's a lot of good movies out i think that's it's it's we have a lot of choices and and
2: well didn't something drop on apple today tv show no am i missing it? um last week's suspicion did i really uh, like the first episode of there's that. actually um a new show i i've I watched the first two. If uh, if you guys read and follow the site, you know, I, I review all the pilot and second episode of all new shows, which sometimes are treasures and sometimes are not treasures. Uh, there's one called The Girl Before. Uh, HBO Max actually dropped all its weekend content yesterday, which, given the flood that's undertaking us, was a genius move. It's a four part miniseries. series. Uh, David Oyelowo, um, Google, and Batha Raw uh, are in there it's uh i watched i've watched the first two a little bit darker probably not date material um, well i'm not i'm not sure how your dates go it wouldn't be date material if uh if i wanted to make my wife happy uh, but it was some pretty interesting performances the first two episodes are pretty engaging it's a little bit of a mystery it's a little dark um but i liked the production values and my wife and i are almost done with reacher i know you loved the pilot i uh, we've seen six out of the eight so far i think it, it continues to hold up much better and much different than the movies i thought the tom cruise movies were okay but tonally this is a radical departure that's <laughs> supposedly a lot closer to the book.
1: Yeah. So obviously, everybody's big deal with when Reacher came out was the size of Tom Cruise because, like, Jack Reacher is like a behemoth of a man. And I, I forget his name off the top of my Alan head. Helen Richardson. Yes. Which I mean, from Blue Mountain State days. Uh, one of the greatest comedy shows of all time. It's terrible, but it's so good. It's funny. I love it. But the first episode is great. I want to explore more of the episodes. It's one of the first. So obviously I'm very bad at um, watching pilots, reviewing them and then never revisiting them. I will talk up a pilot like it's crazy because I think the important to me, it's important to me for a pilot to be good for me to care about moving on to the second third fourth episode but there's so many different shows that i just i just want to watch the pilot get the review out there and move on with my life i know you review the first two episodes and i'm sure you kind of explore on that same path but um space force season two uh, this is kind of some of the stuff that you have looked to look forward to ahead space force season two is coming out um if you like space force season one Space Force season two is a barn burner of a show. Um, I'm excited to talk about it.
2: Um, my review will probably drop sometime next week. Um, and that's what you're thinking. Severance on H on Apple TV drops next Friday.
1: Next Friday, there we go. Um, there's a new show coming out with Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto on Apple TV that is
2: not till the end of March. It's not till the end of March. Yeah, it's like March oh.
1: 18th. I oh. looked.
2: You're talking about We Work, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's I can't
1: deep. I can't I can't say anything else about the show because I'll get So it's and deep, it's oh deep
2: into March. I started looking for it after you told me that and I'm like, oh Ricky, way ahead.
1: Whoops. All right. So next week in theaters, we have the movie The Cursed, which I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure it's a horror movie that's gonna be terrible. Um, then we have two big releases, one that looks absolutely dreadful. My review will drop for that probably Wednesday or Thursday because I'm gonna see it Tuesday, and that's dog.
2: Um that looks okay. terrible. Where's your I don't know. Huh? Where's your heart? I don't have. You know, one. you know that that dog's going to win best animal performance in 2022 for the North American Film Critics Association. It
1: probably will. And then of course the other movie that I refuse to believe that is real is uncharted. It's coming out next week. Um, early reviews cause it opened overseas already have been abysmal and that does not surprise me at all.
2: I'm kind of bummed cause I thought it looked fun. I like Tom Holland. I'm
1: hoping, hoping for trash fun. Right, yeah, crash action fun. So if I can get that out of it, I'll be a happy camper. Um, also, um, is that everything? I've got everything. Oh, so real quick, Oscars. Obviously, Oscars happened. We weren't too thrilled with it, but some of the movies you can watch, Nightmare Alley is on HBO Max and Hulu. Um, watch that. It's a it's a phenomenal film, it's a phenomenal film. I really wish I would have saw the black and white version in theaters, right. it would have been incredible. Um, sad I missed it. Um, then there's Spencer. Um, it's on Hulu now. Um, Flea is on Hulu. Um, I'm just blanking all the best pictures. Uh, King Richard's not available, which is stupid. Like some of these movies need to be available. I,
2: it's coming back to HBO Max. I think in a week or so is what they said. West Side Story drops on
1: Disney Plus on March the second. Um, Don't Look Up available on Netflix. Um, The Power of the Dog available on Netflix. I hope Doom Doom's dropping back in theaters this week. So if you missed it in theaters, it's coming back in theaters. So is King Richard. Uh Coda, um, one of Matthew Fox's favorite movies of 2021. The Hallmark movies dropping on Hallmark. I mean, it's on Apple TV Plus this my week.
2: My favorite movie. Ever.
1: Um, let's see here. And Belfast available on VOD. Drive my car, available in the local smallest theater that you have in your town. Um, but with that being said,
2: I think that wraps us for the week. Um one more thing. Remember to check out the banana meter every week. We launched last week. We got uh Jackass came out as a ripe banana, despite uh, my best efforts, and Moonfall deservedly uh, did not. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Marry um, Mary is looking really good right now to be ripe, which yeah. i um not. So I
2: sp- I added to that one today. So.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's looking good. Death in the Nile is making a resurgence, which is kind of weird. Um, it opened out a pedestrian 45, I think, percent. I'll just um, wait till I go and give it a 95 percent. I will divorce you. Um, so i am added a few things to the banana meter website. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, so at the top of the banana rated movie theater th- the, ugh, banana rated meter films, I am going to update the rating of all the movies that we rate as other critics see the movies. So right now, Jackass is still, I think it went from 75 to 74 percent, but Moonfall is down to 46 percent. Um, That's so bad. Uh, it's 60. Um, six. I think it's fifty-eight critics reporting on Jackass and sixty critics reporting on Moonfall so far, and it's at a paltry forty-six percent. So I'm going to keep that updated. Um, we have the list of films that we will be covering over the next few weeks on there. This weekend, obviously, on the Banana Meter, we have Marry Me and Death on the Nile, and then of course next weekend. Texas Chainsaw Mass- Massacre comes out on Netflix, and then Uncharted in Theaters, we're going to cover both of those films as well. And then the last week of the month, we're going to cover No Exit, which drops on Hulu. I was debating on whether to drop Cyrano, but I, we're not going to cover it because I, well, I can't go into details because I'll get in trouble. So we'll talk about that later. All right. With that being said, I think that's everything. We went a little long. It's okay. We went a little long in the movie theater. We'll be back soon or then later. Maybe Matt and I will get together, discuss all the breakdowns of the Super Bowl. And yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I'm excited. Let's have a good game. Let's win some money. Let's watch good movies. That's all I got to really say about the end of the day. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go.